Greetings baseball fans and welcome into another edition of the British Baseball Podcast. I'm your host Matthew and on today's show I'm delighted to be joined by Manchester baseball player and former manager Ian Margie Marginson and Manchester Bees outfielder and social media guru Adam Hayden. And we're going to be talking about the club history and origins starting way back in 1947 and recent highlights of the team too. For those who want to see an amazing shirt, you should head on over to the YouTube channel and check out Margie's custom designer shirt. Now, if you're listening to the show on iTunes, why not leave the show a little review and rating as it helps give the podcast some more exposure and more exposure is great for British baseball. Or maybe even leave a question or a suggestion in the comments. If you're watching the conversation on YouTube, feel free to subscribe and let me know your thoughts and suggestions there too. And if I can get over 50 subscriptions, I can rename the channel to something better than capital UC3N, lowercase zero, capital KQC. You get the idea. So if you want to contact me personally, you can find me on the old socials at Brit Baseball Pod, or you can email me directly using BritishBaseballPodcast at gmail.com and I'll try to reply to as many of your lovelies as I possibly can. And if you're stuck with me after this extra padding that I call an intro, you get an additional biscuit to go with your brew. Now I'm back on the decaf tea again after a horrendous week on coffee, so you'll be get back into counting all those erms and errs, I'm afraid so. Enjoy! Just before I hit play on this little button here that lets you hear the conversation with myself, Adam and Ian, I just wanted to um, do a little bit of talking as well about this club, which means quite a lot to me personally. Uh, So this is Manchester Baseball Club. It's my team and I want to tell you a little bit more about them. Uh, This came around after a group chat with some of the current players and they shared out some information about the 1947 team named the Stretford Saints which I'll happily share on Twitter in the episode link that I normally pin to my Twitter page each week. So the more that I looked into the team and the more information I was able to uncover in Josh Chetwin's book and then have a look on the amazing website, the Project Cobb, about British baseball. If you've not been over to Project Cobb, I'll leave the links in the episode notes too. I just got this strange urge and desire to know more about baseball in this country, its history and its heyday. And this bled into wanting me to uncover more about the historic teams and the players. And it's sort of narrowed down even more to want to try and find some original players and to try and find out firsthand about some of the teams. I know it's going to be a hard task, but it's something I've been working on for a while and sort of present some kind of documentary or stories for you to hear from back in the day. Nowadays, the Manchester Baseball Club has uh, won a couple of national champion on, uh, championship honours. It's developed a youth team in the 1990s, and they were called the Trafford Saints in honour of the Stratford team. And both teams merged in 2000 to become the Manchester Baseball Club, which it is today. Now, there's two teams competing in the Northern Baseball League with a team in both AA and single-A divisions. The Manchester A's, which is the, the main team, it feels... The club's most senior experienced players and they've had a couple of recent triumphs as the British Baseball Federation's 2015 Northern and National AA champions. The A's now find themselves back in AAA division looking to make their mark on that competition. So in 2015, like I said, it's the Northern champions in AA, National champions AA. 2018, the Northern Baseball League champions in AA, and they're the playoff runners-up in AA's. And in 2019, over in Bootle, which I, I had the chance to go to, it was a great game, a uh, great day out as well. It was the Northern Baseball League champions, and they were the playoff champions there in the AA division too. 
Now their minor league uh, counterparts, if you will, are the bees, and they're formerly known as the Torrents. The Manchester Torrents changed their name in 2018 to the bees to honour the victims of the Manchester Arena attack. The bees play a pivotal role in the development of talent within the club, and I can tell you from first-hand experience that they do a great job in providing a great, friendly, welcoming platform for players of any age that are new to the sport. They're a competitive yet fun bunch of people and they always put the growth of baseball first. And once play resumes, the Bees will be competing in the Northern Baseball League Single A competition. And that's it from me. Just wanted to add that in there. And now you'll hear from Ian and Adam. Thank you. And joining me on today's edition of the British Baseball Podcast, I'm happy to have a couple of teammates along with me to talk about the Manchester Baseball Club and its history. I'm joined by Ian Margie Marginson, who is the A's veteran first baseman and former manager. And alongside him, I'm joined by Adam, and he is an outfield villain. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Enjoying this lovely Sunday morning. It's um, nice weather for a change, but I think it might hit us with a bit of rain in a couple of minutes like it did the other day. It's out of nowhere. So, uh, would you like to give us a little intro- a bit of an introduction uh, to yourselves, Ian, should we start with you? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I think most people in baseball in the UK would know me as Margie. I, I'm not really sure as anybody called me Ian, to be honest. Sorry. Because uh, we already had in the club when I first started playing. So uh, I played, started playing in t- uh, 2000, um, started in my late 20s, uh, having never picked the ball up before. Um, started off, as I think most people do, as an outfielder. Um, I think I showed my arm off a little bit um, and then got moved to third base and then not very long after that, blew my shoulder out. So um, got forced out of the third base position, couldn't make the throw anymore and then retired to second base um, as we had uh, an opening there. And then getting older, getting bigger, getting slower, full retirement at first base now uh, and sometimes designated hitter. Um Always played with the A's. Um, and the A's originally, when I started playing, were the second team of the club. Uh, and then when a lot of our first team left, we moved the A's up to be the first team. And literally two or three of us moved up to be with that first team. Uh, and I stuck with the A's all the way through. Um, lucky enough to have some, some good highs. Um, picking up national championships in 2015 and... Northern Championships, 15, I think it was 18 and 19, I think it was. Well, we didn't do great in the playoffs. Um, and now, I would have been my 21st season, uh, just sat here waiting, raring to go. And you, Adam? Hey, not quite as uh, illustrious a history as Ian, or Marjorie, should I say. Um, I started, I think this should have been my fourth year, believe it or not. It's kind of flown by. Um, so I play outfield for the Bees and I do all the social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we've not quite broadened to TikTok or Snapchat or anything like that. I think we're a little bit too old to know <laughs> how to use them properly, but maybe we'll get some young blood in be able to sort that out very soon i think tiktok's all about dancing anyways i'm just going to concentrate on trying to hit a ball 
and catch a ball and I'll let you guys do shuffles. Uh, Margie, it must ask you, where did you get that beautiful baseball shirt from? Is it a custom made <laughs> garment or did, does somebody actually sell those? It is custom made. Um, as a fat middle-aged man, I have a lot of Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> um, this is probably one of the the more sedate of the, of the, of the ones. Uh, it was actually made by my mother-in-law who um, disappeared my favourite shirt, had no idea where it was for a while, and she had it, and she made it up using the uh, the pattern from that. So got her to thank for that one, and my, and my lovely wife as well. It's glorious. So, so sorry, folks, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you won't be able to buy these. It's a, it's a one-off. So let's, uh, let's talk about our lovely club. Um, our history, I say our history, so the, the Manchester Baseball Club's history goes all the way back to 1947 in its origins. From my research and notes, I've got the chairman was Harry Leach, who fell in love with the game in the 30s. He played for a few London sports clubs, um, Briggs Brigands, and they both regarded some of the top teams in Britain. And was an all-star outfielder and coach. Other names have mentioned there. We've got Oliver Bull uh, from Quebec. We have George Livesey. Brian Jowett, John Graham, George Pilson, and John Walker. Um, a lot of different uh, people from different backgrounds. And is there any history there that you'd like to take us through? I don't know. I'll hand over to you on this one. Me? Uh, well, I think we could trace, we could certainly trace the club, club's route back to 1947. There's some iteration or other of Manchester Baseball Club. But uh, I think even before that, this, this baseball was played in this region. Um, we, I've sent you that uh, couple of pictures of a program that you might want to share after this on Twitter or something so people Definitely. can see. Uh, there was a Manchester Red Sox playing a game against Swinton, I believe, or Pendlebury, something like that, in Just 1939. Uh, yeah, um, I think they played in Nelson up Telford Way. Um, yeah, so I, I guess that's the earliest we found. I think that was sent in by a former player for the club, uh, a gentleman called Paul Billington, kindly emailed us that information. So yeah, that's, that's the earliest I can find with anything Manchester baseball related. Yeah, um, the, team, I'm guessing, the team back then was known as the Stretford Saints. Is that right, insane? So that was the first yeah. um, incarnation of the Manchester. Incarnation, yeah, that's the word, of the club. Um, I think that lasted for quite some time. Um, and then it's been Trafford Saints. Uh, Manchester Saints was used as um, one of the youth team names uh, recently. We unfortunately don't have a youth team at the moment. But yeah. yeah so there was a gap sort of uh, 70 and 90 or something like that. Of, uh, of not much baseball being played, and then in the nineties we started with the youth youth teams again, and then from that developed into to full adult baseball as well. Uh, around ninety four ish, if I remember correctly. But again, before my time, I started in two thousand. But if I remember correctly, it's ninety four. I'll get. I'm sure I'll get trouble from the uh, the guys who've been playing the game long years wrong. So we were talking before that just bringing ourselves a bit closer to um, to, to home. We've, there's been a few successes within within the 
the, the organization. Do you want to talk us through any, any victories, any highlights? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, the obvious one that would stand out would be uh, 2015. Um, we'd actually gone for, in 2013, we only had one team. We'd uh, contracted down to one team just due to the amount of players that were playing the game. Uh, and then in 2015, we went back up to two teams again. I wasn't the manager at the time. Um, Ian Marchman, a uh, long-time player of the club, was the manager at the time. And, and when we decided we wanted two clubs, uh, sorry, two teams, uh, I put myself forward uh, that I wanted to be the manager of the first team because I'd done it a couple of years before. Um, and we were lucky enough, it was just lightning in a box, I suppose. You know, everything came together on that one season. Um, I think we went something like 12 games at the beginning of the season, unbeaten, um, or 12 weekends, or 24 games. Um, and then we started to fall apart a little bit towards the end of the season, but then got it back together for the playoffs. Um, and then after that, we, we lost quite a lot of players after that season. Um, a couple of guys moved back to Canada, um, players moving out of the area, a couple of players and then we had a couple of years of rebuilding um, the following year was a tough year we got a very very small squad and towards the end of that year I took ill um, and I couldn't even make the playoffs uh, I couldn't travel and the following uh, after that year I decided that was my time to move on and uh, Johnny Creelman took over the side and Johnny's done a really good job with the side because again very small squads often each season we end up uh, as the A's team being in either double A AA or triple A, and we end up bringing in players who've never played the game before, playing at triple A or double A standard. So, I mean, that that in itself, I think, is impressive. That is one of the the more or the biggest successes personally of, of the club is we're making players who've never played the game and bringing them through with enough training and practice uh, and giving them knowledge of the game that they can straight away go into either triple A or double A. Um, the main thing that we had, both myself and Johnny, is that everybody plays. So if you come down to the game as a rookie, you will play in the game at some point. We try and give everybody as much game time as we can because you don't get better unless you play. So I think the biggest um, pluses that I would say for Manchester is that we encourage people to play. As much as everyone likes winning trophies and so on, um, we're trying to grow the sport in the area. We're trying to make it bigger. We're trying to get the, the the group of players to be bigger as well. We want to encourage people to play. And I'm sure it's exactly the same in the Bs. I mean, not made, played many Bs games. I, I've, I've started a couple of times and dropped down into the into the minors, I guess you call it. But yeah, I've played a couple of times. But I, I, um, I, I would always, when I, when I drop down, I always say to the manager, play the regular guys. If you need me, I'll go in there. And I think that's the philosophy throughout the club, to be honest. Yeah. I'm hoping Adam will back me up there. Yeah, certainly. Uh, that's what the Bs are all about, really, isn't it? It's, it's a development squad. Uh, everyone gets to play. We don't want people to be disillusioned when they come to start with us. We, we want people to get some game time, enjoy it. Um, it'd be a bit annoying if everyone turned up and then it was just the same old people playing every game and you're just sat on the bench. Um, I think you you the field comes from that as well because you, 
you're building a unit of people who enjoy playing together. They know they're not going to be disillusioned. They're going to enjoy the time there. Uh, and and it, it brings you together. Yeah. It brings you together. Team. And I think that's what's happened with what Johnny's done over the last couple of years. He's built it up from a ragtag and bobtail kind of thrown together side. And he's he's got them playing together as a team. Definitely much more a unity now in the two teams. There's yeah. a core of people that come, have been there for a few years. And then some great rookies like yourself, Matt, coming okay. in over the, <laughs> over the last few years um, and just adding to the depth of the squads and, you know, really boosting the club in the last couple of years. Yeah. The, the, the team, well, if we go all the way back to its incarnation, has had some incredible players, as, as we touched on before, like Wally O'Neill, who, um, who was an electrical engineer that was recruited into the team in the Saints, who was a, in, the, in the Hall of Fame. Who do you think are some of the standout players that we've got at the moment? And don't you don't have to blow smoke? I know I'm not going to make this list. So, <laughs> preempted my answer then. <laughs> no, I think in our squad at the minute um, we've got um, a, a very a very solid base in the A's. Uh, exactly the same in the B's. In fact, you've got a mixture in the B's of, of veterans and, and rookies. Uh, you've got some players that are quite happy playing at the level they're at and they don't really aspire to set the world alight. They're enjoying playing their baseball uh, and, and that's that's a good thing. Um, I, I've I've said to, to my skipper, I've said, if you want me to drop down to give other people a go, happily do it. It doesn't make a difference to me which team I'm playing as long as I'm playing baseball. Um, but I think we've, we've had a lot of good players in, in my era in the first team. Um, Probably stand out. I mean, Johnny Creelman himself in the championship season uh, as our starting pitcher. Had a, I'm sure I'll get in trouble now, but I think he went something like 14 and one over the year, something like that as a pitcher, which is really impressive. For someone who's not a fireballer as well, um, who locates his pitches, really impressive. Um, and I think we've picked up uh, individual players over the sea over the, uh, the the time we've been around. I think historically, probably our, one of our better players um, over the last seven, eight years has been um, Dave Gaskell, a catcher for our 2015 winning team. Um, retired from the game, unfortunately, but uh, as a young guy, he probably could still, I mean, he's got 20 years on me, he could probably still be <laughs> game at a decent standard. Um, uh, Adam for the bees. He's uh... on, the, on the cusp of coming up. The greatness. Um, who like? There's been a couple of players over the last couple of years that have been really consistent and just improved year after year. Um, from the time I've seen the last couple of years, Rick, um, who's been pitching, he's been around the club for a long time, uh, but he's kind of shouldered a lot of responsibility for the bees as a, a starting pitcher. Um, and then you've got people improving, like Ben. Um, who's a great hitter um, and also is um, dabbling in pitching um, and he's had some great performances certainly last year um, who else we like the hit by pitch machine Dave Gould um, <laughs> there's a club legend there absolute yeah, legend absolute legend a great guy and a great baseball player who takes one for the team quite literally um, <laughs> every time he steps up to the plate 
I've seen um, him in training do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think opposition teams think we don't like him because when he gets hit, there's a big cheer comes up from, from our bench. And I think other teams <laughs> might not like him, but it's just what he does. He gets on base. Gets on base. And he can um, steal two for a, a slightly older gentleman, shall we say. Yeah. Um, he's still got his legs, that's for sure. Um, I was looking forward to seeing a, a lot of players this year, uh, a lot of the rookies. Uh, unfortunately, not seen any yet, so can't comment. But yeah, those th- those three guys have been really great, and you know, just made the club a pleasure to be a part of as well. Nice guys. Indeed, yeah. It's one thing I noticed um, before I even started playing was how welcoming the, the whole squad is. I mean, it's been documented on the show numerous times about how I came down to just watch the MLB series in London last year, or this time last year, I think it would have been, just from being that welcome into the fold. And so it resulted in me ending up doing a podcast. It snowballed, as we said, off off air into something I I never even dreamed of or imagined. So there's a really great group of of people involved in the team. And I was devastated when it, when it, and it's like every week I was just hoping it wasn't one of those this is the last practice, this is the last practice, this is the last practice. And to the fact that we've got as many training sessions in as we did, I'm, I really am missing it personally. Because I've yeah. never played a game, just it's just been part of that setup that that I'm really missing the most, I think. Just just the, the general chat and banter and just being about the place and the people and, and the sport. Yeah, it kind of just brings out the best in, in others. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Sorry, Adam, go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's like, a, as I, I've said, I think, before, it's the ultimate team sport. It's like you can't win on your own. There's very uh, few players that can do that. But, like, just the camaraderie and stuff is just great. That's the best thing about it and what we miss the most. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm... I wouldn't say I'm happy to have this rest, but certainly as a 47-year-old man, um, my body might be in a better state physically um, for when the season does potentially start. You're um, putting a lot of pressure on yourself there, Margie. Well, I know, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, I know I, I play in a, a hockey league over the uh, over the winter and we didn't get to finish our league, so I've had um, longer to sort of rest than I've had probably in... 30 years, something like that, away from playing sport. So, Did you play cricket great. as well? Yeah, I played cricket as well on, on a Saturday, yeah. yeah. Bad man. <laughs> so, what, what, so what what seems to be the plans for the future for Manchester Baseball Club? We talked earlier about um, recruiting more people in. How? What's your vision for, for taking the team forward and, and getting more bodies in for the doors? I think, I mean, John, John Eaton, our coach, our head coach and the B's manager, uh, he's doing a really good job. Um, he goes out in the schools. Um, uh, he goes out teaching as part of the uh, PE curriculums at uh, primary schools. Um, so he's uh, sowing the seed all the time there in the local area. Um, there are uh, BSUK have... Um, their coaching team going around in Manchester as well, led by uh, Luis Arevalagas, um, former A's player, former A's first baseman. I'd like to say I edged him out, but he retired. <laughs> um, 
uh, yeah, as far as the youngsters are going, I mean, it's the way forward. It is the way forward. You can't have a team without a youth side. And, and John's very, very um, instrumental in getting that youth side together. Um, we have got some youth players that come down and do training and they play two or three tournaments over the year. And we'll mix in with other teams who are maybe not got enough players or whatever it may be. Um, well, there isn't a league set up in the north at the minute for the juniors. I think that's the direction we need to be looking at. Um, but there's nothing to stop a 45-year-old man turning up and playing next season who's never played the game before. Um, it doesn't make a difference how perceived good or bad you are at sport. This is a great sport for anybody um, because you don't have to be great at everything. I am probably the slowest baseball player out there across 60 feet, 90 feet. Um, it, there's nobody will argue with that. I can hit. Okay, I don't have to be the greatest fielder because my bat's in the lineup. Plenty, plenty of players, light hitters, but they can field like demons. That's why this sport's so good. It was it two years ago when Altuve and Judge were the MVPs. One of them's five foot five, and the other one's almost seven feet tall. Totally different physical specimens, but they both fit into the sport. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. It's a great sport to play because of that. It's so inclusive. Yeah. You don't have to have a 90 mile an hour fastball either. You can hide at first base like I do. <laughs> so, but I think, yeah, as far as the club goes, we need to concentrate on keeping two senior teams and we need to concentrate on getting those juniors through because, like I said, you know, I'm old. I'll be retiring eventually. Um, you don't go on forever and we need those youngsters coming through. Yeah. You know, like, have we got to keep- let me, uh, not too far off, Margie. Uh, yeah, we just need to keep young people interested, keep them coming back. That's the key. Um, like you said, it's, it's a sport for anyone, uh, whether that be male, female, whoever. But I know now the women will have their own league set up in the UK, uh, which is an amazing development. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. Away, that, uh, yeah. When I heard about it last week or the week before. Um, so we still, we'll still welcome anyone, really, uh, whoever wants to play. Um, Johnny, uh, sorry, not Johnny, John, has, has kind of got his fingers in lots of pies at the moment with the with going to schools and um, the blind British baseball stuff that he does um, for people, you know, with disabilities, um, sight dis- disabilities, which is uh, an incredible thing to watch um, and see develop. Uh, so he'll be concentrating on that, I, I imagine, coming up in the next few years. Uh, last year, he took the team over to Rome to compete in a tournament, which, and they did very well for their first appearance. Um, so there's all sorts of things going on. We just need to keep uh, people interested, um, whether that's recruitment drives um, online um, or in person. We'll be doing that over the next... I'll let whoever long will be there. I think another thing that we, we, we've tried to do is we've tried to make sure that the facilities are there for the players, uh, as in the, the playing facilities. Uh, we're always looking to develop our field. Um, have you been down to the actual ground yet, Matt? Yes, yeah, so I could yeah. it a couple of weeks ago. Took me yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, remember you saying it. <laughs> um, but if you go down there, it's all built by us. Um, the council didn't get involved. They went, there's a field. 
do with it what you will. Uh, and we we put it up all ourselves. So um, to backstops, um, the fencing, the netting, uh, all the line marking, the grass cutting we do ourselves. Um, one of the the bugbears of most people in this league is that every time you turn up, you've got to put an outfield fencing every single game and then at the end of the game when you played a double header of five maybe six hours of baseball you've then got to go and take it all back down and these are things we need to, to work towards um, making these things more permanent so that it's not so much of a chore it should be an enjoyment playing this game uh, and we need to improve our facilities now unfortunately that comes with money um, something that as a club this year, we probably won't be as flush, same as everybody else, because of not playing. Um, if people aren't playing, people aren't paying. So we need to maybe look at um, maybe local sponsorships, see if we can get somebody interested in putting some permanent sponsorships on our fences or whatever it may be. So if there's anybody out there that's interested, get in touch. Yeah, we'll take your money, no problem. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and on that note as well, um, to the lads from the Bees, Sam and Andy, very talented guys. We'll be working on some merch, so watch this space. We'll be uh, able to raise some, some money through some of that. Yep, sounds good to me. Uh, just touching back on the youth team slightly, what what age are the the youths of Manchester allowed to, to join training? Oof, um, I had an email from a lady quite recently who wanted to bring down a three-year-old kid. Um, which I thought was too young, but I asked John and he said, yeah, we've had three-year-olds before, as long as the parents come with them, keep an eye on them, yeah. no problem. So I guess any age. Awesome. So I guess that goes out there. If, if you're listening to this show and you want to get your, your son or daughter involved in baseball, always email or reach out to the club first, see what their youth policy setup is, and then see how you can get involved that way. So I'm um, about to come to the, the end of the, the show. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for enlightening me with, with some history and, and some knowledge. Is there anything you'd like to talk about before we go? I'd like to leave the last word open to the guest. So any shout-outs, any, um, any bits we might have missed off that you want to mention before we part ways? Uh, just looking forward to getting back out on the field, to be honest, um, in whatever form it's going to be. Um, I, I know I've been talking with the, the league committee as well. and We had a, a meeting this week. Um, and we, we were, we're just tired at the minute. We can't do anything until uh, the government lets us do, really. Um, the problem at Manchester at the minute is we can't go on the field because the council won't let us. And we can't go into our indoor facilities because they're not open. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure there are some of the guys out there who, in the last week or so, started to throw around in pairs and so on as the restrictions have been relaxed. Um, I don't know, a couple of other clubs have started doing the same sort of thing. Um, but let's just look forward to uh, whatever season we're going to get. Yeah, indeed. We'll uh, Adam, something in yeah. Yeah, uh, Adam. Any final words from yourself? Yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing everyone in three D. That'd be nice. Um, uh, hopefully, in a few weeks. Uh, a couple of plugs, obviously. Uh, we can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook at Mank Baseball and Brian who's been working on a website newly revamped that's www.manchesterbaseballclub.co.uk 
great stuff lovely well thank you very much for your time and as and uh, i will hopefully see you all soon for some more fun quizzes if, if anyone's up for it on our on the usual mondays i i've retired after winning one i'm now out so yeah 100 percent um victory rate but again thank you very much for for joining me on today's show it's been a pleasure and uh, i'll chat to you all soon thanks Matt. thanks Mike. cheers bye-bye Thank you once again to my guests Ian and Adam for keeping us entertained and for uh, giving us a little bit of insight into Manchester Baseball Cup for the last 30 minutes or so. And thank you all you lovely listeners for your continued love and support and for making me feel like the most wanted podcaster in the world. Please make sure that you don't miss an episode by subscribing on your favourite podcast app of choice and stay safe and hopefully I'll hear from you again soon. That's it for me tonight. Take care now. Tara.